Welcome to Life Point with your host, Pastor Tom Doherty. Well, here we are, another great day to serve our Lord and our Savior. And I'm glad that you're on board with me today. And I pray that God blesses you, keeps you safe, leads your family, helps you to make great decisions, which we're going to talk about a little bit today, as I do often, because it's so important, because it's something we deal with every single day. Our Heavenly Father, I love you. I praise your name. I thank you for being my God. I thank you for loving me for who I am, forgiving me. And Lord, I pray for your strength this day. I pray that the power of God overwhelms those listening, that they will see you and they will see you clearly. Lord Jesus, Heavenly Father, Holy Spirit, we need your presence. I ask these things in Jesus Christ's name. Amen. As I often mention, we have many choices on this earth to make. Choices that will affect our future, will affect our daily lives. Most of our choices have already had something to do with our future as it sits right now. I am in the seat I'm in right now because of some choices I made years ago. I was asked a number of years ago if I'd be interested in having a radio show, and I certainly said, I don't think so, because that wasn't something that was on my radar. But as I talked to Beth Schaefer's husband, Lee, and he said, I really believe that you should be on the radio. And uh, you know what? I finally said yes, and I'm, it's been a number of years now, I think somewhere around 10, and it's been a joy to be able to share with you, and it's been a joy to be able to get to know people and, and uh, really talk to the community. God has given me some great opportunities through that, and I've met many people who have come through our church doors that were not going to a church that popped in because of the radio, and so I'm happy for that. As you well know, as I speak of often, I just want you to go into a good Bible-believing church somewhere. Get involved somewhere, and I always recommend somewhere that's pretty close to your, to your uh, where you live, just for the sake of getting involved. Sometimes, if you travel, we have a number of people. I probably have mm, maybe close to uh, maybe close to a dozen that travel from the Napa Caldwell area every Sunday to church, and and that's great. That's fine. That's wonderful. And they all very involved in the church. But sometimes it's hard to be involved when you're not close. But there are a lot of great churches all over, scattered all over the valley, and so you certainly and be a part of uh, one of them, and I hope you are. But we want to encourage people to live boldly, to live boldly. I know uh, that is kind of an interesting statement, but many of you are bold about many things. Usually, they're things you believe in. Hopefully, your walk with God is so strong that you would leave this world boldly uh, and share heaven with many people. When I think of bold, I think of a word that comes to mind connected to bold is this, it's courage. We should be so confident in our faith in God that when it's time to leave, we leave with the courage and strength that God has given us. My brother Dave uh, passed away a number of years ago. And you know what? We, he knew he was dying. He had liver cancer. And what had happened is he had Lou Gehrig disease. And, uh, and what happened was uh, he had to get his liver flushed four times um, because he would get yellow jaundice. And they said after the fourth time, he had needed a liver transplant. Well, he had his four flushes, and uh, he was ready for a liver transplant, and they found a tumor on his liver. And so they were not able to do the transplant. Therefore, they gave him about, I don't know how many months, I think it was nine. 
But I can tell you this, my brother Dave, he left this world boldly. He spoke to about 105 men. I brought him in and spoke him actually the same night that former Boise State player Vinny Peretta, he came and spoke with us, and he got to experience my brother too, and uh, spoke and just shared that, hey, you know what? He's looking forward to heaven. You know, heaven was his goal anyway. He just... He would just want to take care of his family and church, and he pastored a church for years and years and years, and he had to he had to retire from that church that year because he was dying, but he, he put everything in order. He got his wife taken care of. He got his church taken care of. But Dave, to the day he died, spoke the truth of God boldly. Unfortunately, many times in our life, we leave this world with regrets that we were not bold for Christ and that we tiptoed around, afraid of sharing our faith, instead of taking the charge of Jesus Christ to minister to all those we come in contact with and helping them to know our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, and preparing them for eternity with our Heavenly Father. To leave boldly, we must live by convictions. Convictions are those core values that never change. You know, where do your convictions come from? Do they come from your upbringing? Do they come from your peers you hang around with? Do they come from God's Word? We all would answer that in different ways. My life's convictions were shaped by my upbringing, which are shaped by my parents' strong faith and knowledge of the Word of God. And over the years, I also developed convictions about things, uh, by the by, you know, by different things. And and my life, you know, it made some turns because of those convictions. I am so thankful that my mother and father, you know, were very faithful in their walk with God, even in the house. It wasn't a church thing. It was a daily thing. And it made me want to be the same way. And that I was fortunate that I went to a public school for the first eight years of my life and developed great friends and had many of them come to church with me. And then I was able to be blessed for two years to go out to a place out in Greenleaf, called called Greenleaf Friends Academy, which was instrumental in helping my spiritual growth the teachers and the, the staff were so spiritual and solid in the Lord, and I got to know great friends. And then I came back the last couple years uh, to Caldwell High School, but I can tell you this. While I was at Greenleaf, my life, it, it shaped me to be able to be a living witness at Caldwell High School. It shaped me to be able to share the love of God with people, that, many of them who did not know the Lord. But today, most of my very best friends are from Greenleaf from those two years, very close friends of mine. And uh, I tell you what, I'm very grateful for those days at Greenleaf, and I will always be thankful for that. And I have great friends there, and I try to go to their fundraiser Christmas gala every year because, you know what, I believe in what they're doing. I can tell you this, though. Our lives are shaped by the commitments and decisions we make. I hope that you live by the values and stand on God's Word. Isaiah chapter 40, verse 8, the great prophet Isaiah said this, The grass withers and the flowers fall. But the word of God stands forever. What? Yes, the world around us will crumble. But God's word you can always count on, and it stands forever. Yes, in the world many things do not last. And things change so often. But God's word has lasted the years of time and is the same yesterday, today, and forever. And you can count on it. His word will not return void. There is power in the Word of God. Too many times we allow our personal opinions to create values for our lives because we like something or because we try to justify something. In my many years of ministry, I've dealt with people quite often who try to justify 
the sin in their lives. I can tell you this, if you live contrary to the word of God, then I believe there is big concern to be had. Sometimes we have to throw out our own ideas and bite the pride bullet and stand firm on God's word. They may say, well, my family might get mad at me. Are you living for your family or are you living for Jesus Christ? Are you committed to him or are you committed to something else? Where is your commitment? God wants to shape your character. Romans 8 and 29 says, for, God, for those God foreknew, he also predestined, predestined to be conformed to the likeness of his son, that he might be the firstborn among many brothers. God wants us to be like Jesus Christ, our best example. He wants us to conform our lives around him, which is the truth. Jesus Christ is the truth. He is our way. He is our example. Let's take a few moments and talk about character. I know we love it when we hear that our schools are trying to teach character traits and trying to help kids focus on being good citizens. There are a few schools out there that really push that, and of course, there are many more that do not. Building your character is important. Problems help build our character. Oh yeah, yeah they do. As much as I don't like them, as much as I hate dealing with them, and I deal with them, you know, not on a daily basis, but certainly probably on a weekly or monthly basis, there's there's problems occur here, there, and everywhere, and people struggle with their lives, and we have a lot of people that have made decisions that have been poor decisions, and they're trying to find their way, you know? But we need to consider our character. Consider what we need to be doing. Problems build your character because you have to face them. Oh, I guess you can run from them, and there are some that do that. But when you face your problems and you tackle the issues of life, you are developing your character. Years ago, and I've told you this before, I was passed over for a job that I knew that I was most qualified for. I was young. I was young, but yet I had my credentials were terrific. I had done some really positive things, and, and there was just no way that I shouldn't have got hired for that job. And everybody said, you'll get hired for this job. And the guy hired somebody else, and I about went through the roof. I was so fired up. I mean, it was an issue for me. I struggled with that. I mean, I was only 22 at the time, but, but through that experience, I realized that I'm not going to get everything to come my way that even though I feel like I deserve it. I'm going to be shunned at times when I feel I should be accepted. I grew from that experience, and it helped shape who I am. I also realized that I'm not the only person on earth that feels that way, that I've been shortchanged. You ever feel like you've been shortchanged? I venture to say that all of us feel that way. You know, it's kind of ironic. No, I'll tell you the rest of that story. Uh, it was about a year later uh, that the person that was hiring me that did not hire me got fired as the head of the whole organization. And so they were needing an interim to be the head of the organization. And guess what? They hired me to be the head of the whole organization. So how was that at age, that I think I did 23 at the time. And it was amazing, God opened up a great door. See, but you know, but I learned from a choice. You can choose to be bitter and let bitterness hinder you to all that God wants you to be, or you, you can learn to grow in your character and develop the attitudes you need to have. I'm going to talk a little bit tomorrow about Cain and Abel as I continue this discussion, but I am certainly glad you listened today, 
And I pray that God would use you and strengthen your character to be a man and woman of God because he wants to use you so powerfully, even today. LifePoint is a ministry of the Cloverdale Church of God. If you would like a copy of today's broadcast or would like more information about the church, please call us at 208-362-1700 or write to Cloverdale Church of God, 3755 South Cloverdale Road, Boise, Idaho, 83709. You may also visit us at our website, www.cloverdalechurch.org. Thank you for listening and have a blessed day.